Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the show i'm amanda seals and that's my co-host jeremiah like the bible and we are here jeremiah how are you doing on this lovely thursday i am doing good it's throwback thursday it, okay it's always thursday. <laughs> you know what i did last night you went to the comedy club right? i went to the comedy club how was it you know what it was still typical like i just feel like i'm not connecting with these uh predominantly white audiences but i still got to meet my favorite comedian right now John Mulaney. Okay. Yes. And y'all, I love John Mulaney and his special is coming out on Netflix at the end of the month and I've never gotten to meet him and his his girl, Olivia Wilde, like she follows me, not Olivia Wilde, Olivia Munn, she follows me on Instagram, she comments ever so often and, but like, I, like, I don't think y'all understand. I love this white man. I, you have to because I've never heard you like express such delight over a white man. So No, I told him, I was like, you are the last American white man that I've been waiting to meet. Like literally, because there's only two other white men that I'm interested in meeting and that is Sting and Bono. Okay. But those are international right, white men. They aren't American. Yeah, they're Irish and British. But like as far as American white men go, you are the last Mohican and well, the last white Hican and the last Hawaii. And uh, he was just like, oh, my God, that's such an honor. I mean, in these, in these times, that's a high compliment. It's a high compliment because he's because he says the things. He says the things. I'm going to put up one of his bits on my Instagram so that y'all can see what I mean. Like he and he doesn't OD, but he says enough for you to know. Oh, you different. You different. OK, I got you. Yeah. So but my homeboy, Reg Thomas, is an incredible comic. He actually gave me a tip. and He was like, I think you need to just do crowd work when you're in front of these rooms with the white folks, because you need to be talking to people like individually mm-hmm. instead of trying to get a whole room to get what you're saying. So I'm going to try it out and I'm going to be on stage soon and we're going to see how it go. I'm excited. Now let's get into some Black Green News. All right. Well, mm. down in Texas, unfortunately, two chillers were shot at in a car. This is another random. How story. are these? Like, when you say the sentence, I'm like, what are you saying? Yeah, yeah. For getting in the wrong or coming, trying to get in the wrong car. Also, Carisha, Young Miami, she's transforming. She said she heard y'all talking about her and she going to change the way she talk. Maybe. Mm, also, okay. a new segment we have. What? With me, Jeremiah the Bible. Ooh. Ooh. We're giving out some seal show superlatives. So. Okay, okay. So, like, most likely to. Exactly. All right, all right. We love it. And I know y'all love us. So, give us a call, 1 855 Amanda 8. That's 1 855 262 6328. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here with a slight headache, which makes me feel like I need to drink more water. Yeah, probably. I'm gonna do that. And while I'm doing that, Jeremiah, get us into the Black Year News of the Day. Will do. So on Saturday night, gunfire erupted at a Sweet 16 birthday party in Dadeville, Alabama, which killed four people and injured 32 others, and some of them are critical. So this happened last week, Amanda, and for whatever reason, the mainstream um, news outlets have not really been reporting it until like recently, unfortunately. I mean, are we surprised? I guess the reason why I was low-key surprised was because, I mean, at this point, I feel like we we are inundated with mass shootings. But mm-hmm. I think what we're seeing now is them deciding when it's a mass shooting. And uh, when it's not. And when, well, when it's victims that they feel like are ah. worth... Uh, acknowledging on so a like, large scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this was a party, a birthday party. It was in a, it was a sweet 16 birthday party that was in a dance, like a dance studio, a dance studio. And from what I read, there was a word that got around the party that said, Hey, somebody in here has a gun. Correct. They got on the mic, the DJ booth and was like, Hey, if you have a gun in here, like this ain't that type of party, like head on out. Right. And shortly thereafter, gunshots started fighting, started blaring. But it wasn't, to my understanding, it wasn't multiple gunshots. Right. I, like I think that's multiple the, guns, I mean. Right. I think the, the uh, police are still, there's people are 
are still at large. The yes. They're still trying to figure out what happened and who had And guns. why? They do know this. It was a handgun that was used versus okay. like a assault rifle. Right. Which is probably how the, it got into the party with no yes. one noticing. But to your point, I think we, I think we look at um, the topic of like gun violence, particularly now around like school shootings. But we forget that there is so much gun violence that happens in our communities, not just like in schools, which is one thing, but especially in poor communities or um, communities of color, there's like a whole other um, gamut of gun violence that no one kind of like talks about in the same way on the mainstream stage. The, mo- the point that I wanted to bring up with this story is one, that we lost four lives. You are, including the young lady's brother. Yes. Um, who basically saved it was. her. Yeah. Because I guess when they're, when the gunfire started, he pushed her down um, to get her out of, out of the line of gunfire. And unfortunately, he lost his life. And I do believe that because this was a private event and it was black people, that it just wasn't considered the same type of mm. mass shooting, even though four lives were lost mm-hmm. and there was no uh, criminal like there was no evidence that this was like a gang related incident right. or. They couldn't like sensationalize this. It's, it, there was no like, oh, this happened. There was this gripe. There was a big fight in the party. And it, it, it's, yeah, it's really unfortunate. It really is unfortunate. And again, it just continues to, to remind us the pervasiveness of gun violence that we are existing in in this country and that it often feels like there really is no safe place to be. Uh, so want to send our love out to the families of everyone who lost their lives, as well as the 32 people who were injured, some of them critical. Mm-hmm. Including people, her mother, who got like straight bullets. Twice, two mm-hmm. shots. So this is, again, a story that needs to be told and given just as much attention. Um, and this happened at somebody's sweet 16 birthday party. So her birthday will now forever in her mind be a reminder of not only her brother's Murder, mm-hmm. but of also just carnage and tra- tragedy. <sighs> y'all, it's a doozy out here. It really, really is a doozy. We'd love to hear from you all. One eight five five Amanda eight. Why do you think there hasn't been an arrest? Why do you think that this story hasn't been covered? Why do you feel like it really has been kind of swept under the rug? Give us a ring. One eight five five two six two six three two eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. When we get back, what do we got? We're going to talk about Pusha T and his wife and why she kind of felt a little bit different being a rapper's wife. Also, we're going to head to the group chat to find out, does an apology equal accountability? Hmm. Does an apology equal accountability? Yep. We got to talk about that. We do. We do. Right here at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. I'm Amanda Seals, joined by... Jeremiah, like the Bible. We got more Black Year News for you. That is correct. So, Young Miami, you're familiar with Carisha. City Girls! City yeah. Girls! So, she's opening up in a cover story that she did with Cut Magazine. So, you know, a lot of people have been talking about Carisha's voice and the way she speaks since she came out. Um, and she's basically said in the interview, I really want to change the way I talk. I just feel like it's my accent. It's growing up in Miami. It's my slang. I talk like my mom. A lot of people don't understand it. And they take it as me being like illiterate or not being able to talk properly. I always think about it and I'm going to do something to change it essentially. Interestingly enough, I I was one of the people when she first came out was like, I don't like her voice, but it's grown on me actually. That's right now. It's her voice. But it's not what I like about her. I find it endearing. Like the fact that she's herself so much in all these spaces. It's like, this is who I am. She's not like this. She'd be like, Carisha, Yeah, Carisha, please. No, because, yeah. Like, uh, listen, it's very Florida. Right. It's It's very very authentic. Very Miami. And I think for what it's worth, there's a difference between like wanting to change to appease people and Mm -hmm. evolving. Right. And I hope that she doesn't feel like pressured to do this for other people. Right. Because that's never fun. And then when you do it, you're like, damn, these people wasn't even worth it. Mm -hmm. Also, the people that you often are changing for don't even support you to begin with. (laughs) So it's kind of like, who am I actually actually doing this for? Sometimes it's also not about like how you speak, but what you say. I think Mm -hmm. the other thing about it is that she's speaking a lot of times about things that are really frivolous and perfunctory. Mm -hmm. Look at Cardi. Like Cardi didn't change how she talked, but she is talking about things as frivolous as just like getting her nails done. But then she'll talk about the government. Right. And whether you like it or not, in terms of her delivery, the things that she is saying are accurate. But I think. Also, the truth of it of it is that people talk like that. Like people from the Bronx talk like Hardy. People from Miami talk like Young Miami. So it's kind of like when people try to like ostracize. And we've talked about this throughout the week, how like black people are often 
made to feel inferior for the way they speak in their communities, whether you grew up in the inner city, you grew up in Miami, you mm-hmm. grew up in the Bronx or whatever. Like there's something wrong with that. And it's like you said, it's not about initially how you speak, but what you're saying. What's the quality of your message that you're presenting to the people? 1000%. On the flip, I used to get bullied for not talking enough like this. Really? Yeah. Like it was always like, you think you all that because you talk white. So at this point, black people can't win. We can't, Listen, <laughs> so the best thing you can do is be yourself. That part. That's how you win. What do y'all think? Do you think Carisha need to change how she talk? Would you change how she how you talk? So many immigrants come to this country and work really, really, really hard to, to lose, lose their ass. accents yeah. for this very reason because they want to be taken seriously and they want to fit in. But you know what? I say, Carisha, be yourself. But I want to hear from you guys. One eight five five Amanda eight. Has this situation ever felt personal to you? Have you ever felt like you needed to change how you talk? Or we just talked about Justin Pearson. They were saying that he's changing how he talks, even though he's literally just preaching. But I want to hear your thoughts. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. We got Jeremiah like the Bible coming up next with his own segment. Most likely too. Yeah, the senior superlatives mm-hmm. on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seals here, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. So glad to be bringing you all these segments and these jokes and the mm-hmm. laughs and the facts and all that good stuff. And, you know, Jeremiah, like the Bible joined us recently and he's got a new segment that he'd like to unveil for you all right now. I do. I do. So I don't know if you noticed about me, Amanda Seals, but when I was in high school, I was at my senior classes, yearbook editor. Mm. And I also was voted most school spirited in my high school class. You're literally sitting here wearing a Howard alumni shirt. So oh, you yeah. are a school spirited <laughs> kind of guy. I really am. Yes. But so I thought about this thing. I said, give out these superlatives to these people here at the Amanda Seals show. We see so much things happening in culture that it always made sense for this to happen. So for my first Seals show superlative, mm-hmm. I'm awarding most likely to East Side stomp on you <laughs> to none other than Draymond Green. <laughs> so if you don't know, Draymond Green was suspended for one game without pay by the NBA after he stomped on DeMontis Sabonis' chest during a Monday's playoff game between Golden State and the Sacramento Kings, Amanda. Listen, I didn't see it that way. I watched it in real time. I watched it in real time. The man was holding his leg, (laughs) like literally holding his leg. And I feel like he was trying to pry his leg loose. Mm. And when he pried his leg, he was. He pried his leg loose from him. And when he did, he like landed on him in the process of getting his balance and then kept going. You sound like Draymond Green's PR Listen, call me Tory Lane's dad, but this is what it feels like. I blame Rock Nation. Because literally that man said, tell me what you want on that man's chest. I was like, dang. But we're not even acknowledging that like literally the play began with, well, not the play, but the foul began with uh, this Sabonis like throwing Clay Thompson like out of the lane, like physically, like throwing him. And that has just not been acknowledged at all. Because Draymond Green was over here east side stomping Amanda. And he got suspended from the game at first. He got thrown out the game. Yes, he got a tech too. Yeah. And then no flagrant too, I mean. Yeah. Um, and then some people feel like he shouldn't have got suspended. I mean, I don't think suspension was necessary. I mean, he got thrown out the game. So that was like this happened. I think now. they didn't like that he didn't feel remorse. They wanted him to go in the press conference and be like, I'm sorry I stepped on this man's <laughs> chest. Da, da, da. And Draymond not gonna do that. But he also said because his I guess history or pattern of behavior in of a sportsmanship has been a little bit sketchy. Listen, the league has gotten very soft. Okay. Okay. Like so? if yeah, like if you watch the nineties and the eighties, like I mean listen, the Detroit Pistons was really well, the world was completely different in the nineties and eighties. At large. I mean, (laughs) the world was actually in a much more happier place in the 90s. But here we are where it's like guns are crazy out here in the the world. But John Morant is getting suspended for showing a gun, not using it, not pointing at the camera, just showing it. So the NBA be confusing me. And at the end of the day, I just feel like Draymond, you know what? He is a large personality. He's larger than life. And the NBA loves it. Like, get out of here. Y'all love it. All right. Well, that's all for this segment. I can't wait to see who we, uh, who we vote for next week on this one. Um, we got some calls coming up next. Stay tuned on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The 
McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Show. I am Amanda Seals. Welcome back to the show. And you know what? We love when we have callers. So let's get a caller on the line. Jeremiah, like the Bible. Yeah. So earlier this week, we talked about how much does it cost to date you? So mm. callers responding to that. Mm. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Jeremiah, like the Bible. I am calling to respond to the question, how much money does it take for a man to date you or how much does he have to make? The answer to the question, whatever it may be, is However much it takes for him to be a fully functioning, independent and mature adult who handles his responsibilities, that is the requirement. You don't need to be rich. Hopefully you're not poor, but you need to be able to sustain a responsible and mature life for yourself in whichever way that looks like something functional. Y'all have a good one. I feel like she's she's on to something. She did. Right on the yeah, nail, right, right on the nail. nail. Like, it don't got to be a whole bunch of money. It don't got to be, you know, some crazy exorbitant lifestyle. I just need you to have enough to be an adult. Right. I don't want to come home and the lights are off. And you're like, we got candles, babe. I mean, that actually happened. I dated somebody who <laughs> literally spent their, like, last dime on weed and was like, yeah, like, I can't, my like, my lights are about to get shut off. And I was like, but you just spent money on weed. He was like, I mean, you have to make choices. And and I was like, choice, I'm going to go back to my house. You made, you made the right choice. <laughs> I made the right choice. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I made the right choice. Well, you all always make the right choice every time you decide to call us up. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. So we look forward to hearing from you. Let's uh, let's play some music and get back right here to the Amanda Seal Show with some Black Hero News and the Big Up Let Down. And we got to update you on Ralph Yarrow. Out there in Kansas City, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got some good news, so we'll share that with you when we get back. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Come on. We speak the world on this We Show. Hope everybody is having a great Thursday, April 20th. I am Amanda Seals, joined by Jeremiah, like the Bible. And uh, we got to get into some Black Year news. I'm, I'm really glad that we're able to give this update. Yeah, so we have an update on Ralph Yarl, the young man who was shot for going to the wrong door in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a new study that says black doctors can increase your black life expectancy. This is. Which makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like the science is sciencing. <laughs> right. Awesome. Got your big up let down coming up. Yes, we do. All of that and more right here at the Amanda Seals Show. And don't forget, the lines are open. Join the conversation at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Remember, if you miss any of the show, you can listen to our daily podcasts available everywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, tomorrow we have comedian Godfrey joining us on our fun Friday, our Friday edition. So make sure you come through and check that out. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Show. I'm Amanda Seals. That's Jeremiah Like the Bible. And this is Black Hearted News. It is. So we have an update on Ralph Yarl, the young man who was shot for going to the wrong door mm-hmm. in Kansas City. So the last, last time we talked about this, you know, he was out the hospital. He was doing stable. Yeah. Um, and Lester, the young, the older man who was charged with his um, shooting, was released from, from um, jail. But the big, there's been a discrepancy, Amanda, yes. between the two stories of what Lester is saying and what Ralph is saying happened. So I'm kind of going to recap it for you a little bit. Okay. All right. So Lester is saying that Ralph came to his doorbell around 10 p.m. Also that he saw a black man pulling the handle of the exterior door and he assumed someone was breaking into the house. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Now, Ralph said he rang the doorbell and he waited and then the older man appeared and started shooting the firearm. And also he immediately shot him in the head and then he said, don't come around here. That's what he heard him say. Now, Lester said that didn't happen. Because, <laughs> of course, that happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, also, there's been some discrepancies around, like, whether or not he shot through the glass door twice. Y'all said they didn't exchange words. I mean, y'all said they did exchange words. Versus Lester said they did not exchange words. 
um, before the shooting. So there's been more so like, um, I feel like Lester's side is trying to create like a ambiguity around like what happened. So they kind of say he was defending his property, he was defending himself, that's why he shot. Well, the problem to me the is that we are presenting this as if there are two victims. Right. That's what it sounds like to me. Like there's a scenario here where there's two victims that are pre- that are presenting their sides of a story mm. when no, there is one very definite absolute victim and in all of the law and order shows that I've watched we always go to witness victim testimony is like the right right standard of high standard of testimony versus the suspect. The like of course the suspect is going to be saying whatever. Well, he also said he was scared to death of Ralph's size. So five eight and one seventy yeah. one four one seventy pounds. Yeah, he's not that big. He's not that big, baby. He's smaller than me, and I'm not very big at all. So. No, I, I okay. So we know what we're looking at here. This is the constant situation that we see all the time where there is a white aggressor mm-hmm. who then once get there, once they're caught in a pickle, the story changes and it becomes, oh, I was scared for my life. But I think the biggest thing people have been noting that is that Ralph never crossed the threshold to the man's house. Like there was a glass door between them. Correct. The shots came through a glass door. Mm-hmm. So and it, he was never trying to. Right. So there so that kind of like clouds the the narrative um, defense that I was defending myself because you had something between you and the person. Well, this is the same as Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman, where right. it was I was defending myself. It's like, why were you approaching him? Right. You're defending yourself by initiating an altercation. You literally were the antagonist and somehow became the protagonist. When the police told you to leave it alone. They sure did. So, you know. This is another scenario that we see play out time and time again. And I just, I'm really glad to hear that Lee Merritt and uh, Benjamin Crump are on the case because, you know, they don't play around. And I'm really happy to hear that Ralph is also at home with healthcare professionals who are also his family. Because oh, his really? mother is a nurse, his aunt is a physical therapist, and then there's like another family member who's a physician. So... His mom said something, though, that was really just sad to hear. And she said, you know, he's not doing a lot of talking, but he's doing a lot of crying. And he's literally just sitting on the couch with tears welling up in his eyes. And she just finds herself crying as well because, like, there's nothing she can do. Um, And, you know, all we can hope is that this mental state is not long lasting. um, But any traumatic brain injury is going to cause a repercussion. Right, right. So we got to make sure that we continue to lift Ralph Yarl up and that we continue to lift our voices and maybe a little bit more to make sure that this does not get brushed under the table and that this man, who, by the way, is released on bail. Right. And for, for what I also know from watching, you do not commit violent crimes and then get to be released on bail. Right, because you literally shot somebody twice. Twice. So there's that. Well, we got... Uh, we got something positive to talk about when we get back, at least. Yeah, at yeah. least. Black and positive. Yes, yeah, so there's a new study that shows that black doctors can increase your life expectancy of black patients. Also, we have your big up letdown. Oh. That's, so that's part positive, part <laughs> not so positive for somebody. Um, but that's coming up next on The Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. What's good, y'all? It's the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. We're going to keep this Black Year News thing going. What we got? What we got? Well, if you haven't known, Amanda, black doctors can increase the life expectancy of black patients by 10%. Madness. I think that's an actual audio to kind of explain this a little bit more. Okay. I think this study is really important because it really drives home the importance of diversity in medicine. Having a black doctor in a space, we have lots of documentation of this, shows that patients are more compliant. They get more preventative care and they are overall impressed and more likely to engage in medicine. So having black doctors present in the space really changes how people see health and wellness and the whole community does better. Wow. So that was OBGYN Dr. Camila Phillips. And she made some good points, don't you think? I mean, considering that healthcare has always been just a very difficult thing for black folks in this country. Mm. One, because it was hard to acquire. Right. Right. Two, because there was actual laws against black people going to white doctors and mm-hmm. white hospitals. Like when you think about these things, it's like, Crazy. where, where are <laughs> like, and not like a long time ago. Like I oh, like no. people's like grandparents, like even people's parents, like mm-hmm. my, um, Jordan rock, Chris rocks brother mm-hmm. was saying that his mom said that she had to go get her tooth pulled from a dent from a veterinarian when she was growing up in South Carolina, I think, because there were no black dentists and she couldn't go to a white dentist. I don't have no worries for that. I mean, that's actually. 
that's yeah. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff we're dealing with. Uh, but fast forward, that doesn't just like boom, leave, right. you know, like, and so if you haven't had access to healthcare, then you're not necessarily in the practice of it. It's not necessarily a part of like the cultural practice. And so there's a lot of work that a lot of black physicians have been doing to really like get into black communities and say like, Hey, we're here now. And w- like, we want you to not just be reactive. We want you to be preventative and, a lot of that is also like the usage of Obamacare, like people mm-hmm. being able to have access to health insurance and being mm-hmm. able to actually get the health care they need and afford and can afford it. So did you have black doctors growing up? Did I have black doctors growing up? I did not have black. Do- I mean, Dr. Garcia was Puerto Rican. Um, <laughs> <Black> adjacent. <laughs> I did not have black doctors going up, but I was around black doctors because my mom is a nurse. Okay. And then like my friend's dad was like the only black neurosurgeon in Orlando. Yeah. Dr. St. Louis. And then uh, his daughter, Sarah St. Louis, shout out to Sarah. She became an OBGYN. Okay. Um, so she's in Orlando being a black doctor. I well, she's that. in Fort Lauderdale. Is she in Maryland? I can't remember. But long story short, no. Did you? I did. I had. Well, you was in Atlanta. Right. I had a black dentist. I had a black orthodontist. I had a black. Primary care for the most, for the most oh, part. Oh, wow. I mean, I feel like primary care is they kind of like switch out sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But like when I went to the dentist every time, it's like there's like a whole black clinician situation. That's beautiful. Martha Donis actually went to Howard and got his dental degree. I mean, my dad was, my dad has an MD. Like he was the head of Meharry at one point, or he was like some big deal at. <laughs> so when you're getting your MD. Listen, Annette Seals. After this show. That is, my mother to this day is like, it's never too late. Hey, I mean, between a radio show and an MD, you could be Dr. Amanda Seals. Listen, I already got my MD at Grey's Anatomy School of Medicine. <laughs> so oh, I've done what I needed to do. Uh, but shout out to y'all. I want to hear from you. Have you had like black physicians in your life? And do you think that this is real or do you feel like... They, they they pushing capping. it. They ca- is this Capri? <laughs> Give us a call one eight five five Amanda eight. When we are talking like right now, I think it's um Black Women's Maternal Health Week, yes. and so there's a lot of conversation around just the difference between having treatment as a Black woman in maternal in in maternity from a Black doctor versus a non Black doctor. Because the way that they be really just putting Black women through it. Serena Williams almost died because the doctor was like, "You don't feel pain. Get out of here." One of millions, millions. So. We understand that even if this survey statistics may look like cap, like I think there's a lot of folks that have had experiences where they felt like the doctor was treating them differently because they were black. And I would love to hear from folks that have had positive experiences from dealing with black doctors who their cultural competence, they felt made a difference. Yeah, call us up with those stories. You love a good story. one 855 That's 1-855-262-6328. Well, that's it for Black Career News, Amanda. But coming up, we have your big up, Lex Hey. <laughs> Stay tuned on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's time for the Big Up Letdown on the Amanda Seal Show. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. This is Jeremy Like the Bible, and I'm joined by Amanda Seals. Amanda, it's now time for your Big Up Let Down. That is correct. It is time for today's Big Up, Big Up, which goes to the incredible, the multi-talented, the hilarious Jamie Foxx, who, though he remains in the hospital and has been for nearly a week, is apparently recuperating. Y'all, it was looking real. The way they was talking was very vague. We actually don't even know what the medical complication is that he mm-hmm. suffered from, but there was a lot of rumors I saw floating around that it could have been a stroke. It could have been a blood disorder, et cetera, et cetera. All those things. Very serious. Very scary. And I was like, oh my gosh. Then they had like upgraded him from serious condition to the ICU. I don't want to hear about none of that. I don't want to hear none of that. Mm-hmm. So Jamie. we can't because we, we need, we need, we need everybody, but we need Jamie. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. we need Jamie. All right. And so we are very happy to report that apparently they're running tests and they're still trying to figure out what exactly happened. But he is currently hospitalized in a Georgia based hospital and remains under observation. But he is doing well. And ironically, he was in Georgia filming the Netflix movie back in action. And so he may not be back in like action, but he is back in cognition. And so we are very happy to hear that. Jamie, don't, don't fail us now. We need you. Don't fail us now. That is today's. Big up, big up. All right, let's get into the. Down. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Switching gears. Switching gears. Bob Marcus used to be doing interviews. 
Because they never end well for him. I don't know. And I think at a certain point, you just have to say, you know what? This is an additive to my or anybody's mm -hmm. existence. Mark Houston is 41 and news came out because <laughs> people were doing the math. And it was like, hold up. He, his wife says she how old? And so it got revealed that he married his wife at a very young age. And some are even saying that he was then seeing her mm -hmm. at a criminal Younger age. age. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but the reality is that at this present time, we know that his wife is 19 years younger than him. And when he was asked about this, he told page six that, you know, one of his red flags included single mothers with children when he was like dating. Okay. Okay. And he said a red flag was always with a woman that had a kid, nothing against single women, but single mothers with children are a red flag to me because women with, uh, and women with an attitude, I don't like women with funky attitudes. Mm. He also revealed, and this is the one that has everyone talking. He thinks marrying a woman his own age could have been disastrous. He explained that women that are his age, they kind of have a different outlook on life. Like they are very independent. They're very like, I don't need a man to do this for me because I can do it for myself. And I come from a generation that I love to provide for my wife. Okay. So basically what he's saying is I didn't want to date a woman my age because I wanted somebody that I can mold mm -hmm. and somebody that would be dependent on me because that is what I need to feel like a man who's providing. Right. That's a letdown, baby. Keep that to yourself. Okay. That's yourself. first of all, it's narcissistic. Uh, second of all, you're just another one of these old heads that's like, I don't want to deal with a woman that actually has her own brain. I'd rather deal with someone who I can use my age over their head to make them feel like they need to listen to me as their father figure. I mean, he was in a group called Immature, so. But um, Well, that's it for today's Letdown. Jeremiah buttoned it up right there. <laughs> the Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. And before we get into how black do we feel today, I want to let y'all know if you are looking for a good black time, if you are looking for community, you're looking for music, you're looking for comedy, all the above, then you got to go to Smart Funny and Black. Smart Funny and Black! The next show is going down May 18th in LA at the Novo. And we have got Wayne Brady versus... Jaleel White. It's going to be such a good time. It is. If you don't know, Smart Funny and Black is my black culture comedy variety game show. We put two black spurts mm -hmm. against each other to test their knowledge of black culture, black history, and the black experience. And in the middle of all of that, we do the electric slide. Mm -hmm. We sing Lefty Voice and Sing. We sing some of your favorite 90s R&B tunes and new joints, hip hop, all that good stuff because we got our band, the Clapbacks, is on deck. It's just a very uniquely black experience that I think everybody should get a chance to take part in. So get your tickets at Amanda Seals. Dot com. All right, Jeremiah. Yes. The question is, how black do you feel today? Amanda Seals. <laughs> I feel as black as black aunties on a girl's trip in New Orleans because, mm. you know, sometimes, like, sometimes I get on the Facebook, as the old folks say, the Facebook. Yes. And I saw my black aunties on a girl's trip in, in New Orleans. Orleans. <laughs> All of my dad's sisters are like together, like like their new annual trip they do. Uh -huh. And I'm like, look at them. Look at the old ladies out there. They t-shirts on. Once in my literally last year, I was on 
Instagram uh-huh. and they popped up on like this like people in Savannah page. <laughs> and it was like, look, look at these sisters uh, down in Savannah having a girl trip. I said, wait, they're my auntie. <laughs> so I love their keeping this tradition alive, you know, every year coming together. Yeah, that's traveling. beautiful. Posting their pictures with their little little get ups. I love that they have get ups. Like t-shirts. Y- you know, matching shirt? Yes. Yes! I love it. That that feels very on brand for elder black women doing the goddamn thing. <laughs> How black are you feeling today, Amanda? I'm feeling Iyanla Van Zant fixing my life black okay. today. Because my mom has just started therapy and like Already the amount of like epiphanies and apologies and just real like emotional conversations that were long, long, long overdue are happening. And I just feel like it's dope to even see my mom make the choice at 75 to Mm. say like, you know what, let me do some of this work instead of just choosing well, I'm too old and I can't change. Right, right. We love that. You know, sometimes our elders... They want to hold on to them old ways and not let it go. But that's, you know what I think is the elders thing, but I think it's also a black thing that we really personalize our trauma and make it a part of our identity versus a thing that happened to us that affected us Mm -hmm. that we can be in control of changing. Right, right. It doesn't have to own us. It doesn't have to own us. It doesn't have to be us. And I think a lot of us start to claim it because it feels easier to claim it and make it something that like we're proud of low key mm-hmm. um, or that we turned into something because we'll do like we'll be like that made me stronger. Right, you know, and it's right. like even if it made you stronger, like you can still do away with like the right. negatives of that, like the pain of that. You don't have to own that pain as something that you're proud of. And I think sometimes we definitely do that. And I love seeing just the conversations that a lot of people are having with their parents to say like, nah, like I know that you was acting a certain way back in the day, but we can change how we feel today. We're not doing that no more. No, mm-hmm. we're not. So mm-hmm. that's how black we feeling today. How black are y'all feeling today? Give us a call. one 855 That's 1-855-262-6328. When we get back, George Santos has a Nicki Minaj bill, y'all. They really just be up in Congress just making bills. They should just get a bounce house because it really is a kid's party. We're going to get into it next on the Amanda Seals Show. Keep it right here. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. We in my heart to say, but shout out to everybody in Texas. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. We are up, we are up, we are up. And uh, shout out to everybody who's listening to Small Doses Podcast. If you have been, then you already know that yesterday you could check out the latest episode, Side Effects of T- Side Effects of Living Out Loud with T.S. Madison, part two. Because part one was already popping when part two premiered yesterday. And today you can watch part two on YouTube with me because I'll be in the chat live at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at Amanda Seals TV with part two of Side Effects of Living Out Loud with T.S. Madison. And it is a gem dropping kind of time. So make sure you check that out. And if you want to get the extended content, then you got to go to my Patreon, The Amandaverse, where I also just posted like all of my pictures from the Essence Women in Hollywood event. And really? yeah, we, we took a minute to post them, but... I got to post. I got to take pictures of a lot of dope folks, and even though it's a room that isn't necessarily like my favorite kind of spot because it's Hollywood, mm-hmm. there was still a lot of real ones in there, and we oh, was posed man. up. We was posed up. So if you want to get to see that type of stuff, then make sure you go to my Patreon, the Amandaverse. All right, what do we got coming up this hour? Coming up this hour, we're going to talk about George Santos and his Nicki Minaj bill that he introduced. I can't even say that without laughing. Also, Juvenile, he might be doing a Tiny Desk concert. You know. The nine nine. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be in a tiny dish show, huh? Amanda, please. <laughs> also, I'm introducing a new segment, most likely to, where I'm giving someone a seal show superlative. So yeah. Stick around to find out who I'm giving it to. All right, all that and more right here. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Yes, y'all. 
the Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and it's time for us to dive into some Black Eared news. That is right. So, Representative George Santos has introduced a new vaccine bill, Amanda, and it's named after the barb herself, Nicki Minaj. Nonsense. So, the Minaj Act is meant to establish a development period for new vaccines in order to generate public confidence. Because you remember when the... Vac- I was going to say, why is this called the Nicki Minaj vaccine? Well, you know, when the COVID vaccine first came out. This is not related to when she said her cousin... I believe so. That's the oh origins of the title. What was the actual tweet again? You know what? <laughs> Let me pull it up. So what is it What is it about this man that he is able to be in office and continue to troll us? I mean, I think at this point, he's had so much controversy. He's like, what else can I do? So people actually just like, like controversy and being seen as... a uh, a fool, a knave. Mm. I mean, this is the tweet. My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bully. <laughs> you know, no comment. <laughs> Listen, yeah. No again, like do what you want to do with the vaccine, but don't do it based on that. Right. Don't right, do it right. based on that. Well, you know what? We thought it would be uh, pretty helpful for us to also provide some bills and acts. Yeah. Um, you know, that are in the same vein mm-hmm. and honoring our celebrities, <laughs> so uh, our, our, our black women celebrities. <laughs> and so we say, you know what? We're going to put some together just in case, you know, George Santos wants to continue this mm-hmm, trend. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to come out the gate with the ice spice in her own mood bill. Okay. Okay. And this would allot federal funding to the study of premenstrual mood disorder. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Okay. Because okay. Uh, PMD is more intense than PMS and it's affecting so many women on a regular basis. We got to get money behind the studies. We got to get money behind the studies. I feel that. I feel that. So for me, I'm going to like drop the Ashanti Act, <laughs> which basically provides free TSA pre-check and global entry for travelers who catch at least one international flight a month. Because you know my girl Ashanti be gone. She be traveling. She does be traveling. She's Every other week on Instagram, she <laughs> in got a home. bikini and a coverall. <laughs> and it's always tropical, I feel. Always. She always has a bikini and a cover-up of some kind. And I'm like, yes. But the body's bodying, so. The body is bodying, so why not, you know? I would like to propose the Rihanna Act. Okay. Uh, this would provide a tax cut for households where the highest income earner is a woman with her own business. <laughs> she definitely has several businesses. <laughs> she has several businesses. People were very, very upset by her leading the way when she was on the cover of Vogue with Isep Rocky in mm-hmm. tow holding their child. <laughs> and, you know, the, 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 uh, the, Rihanna, the Rihanna Act says, you know what? Women can be the providers too, and we're going to support them. I love that. I love that. So we're going to switch it down to Clayco, the south side of Atlanta. Okay. With the lotto bill. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. And it's basically to provide public schools with funds to introduce graphic art classes, like Photoshop, to students in K through 12. Because you know my girl Lotto got some... Got some heat because they said she was photoshopping pictures of Coachella. Oh, I don't believe it. Though. I don't believe it either. She said it was cat. She was. She said it was cat. But that was funny. <laughs> they, they said she was photoshopping fans in the audience. And the Lotto Bill is going to teach you how to do the same, right? And do it right, the right way <laughs> with clean, with cl- a clean edit, a clean edit. Well, you know, this is just another example of these folks doing this job of being in office and actually being about nothing. So, again, this reminds you that you, too, can be in government. I mean, we just did it. We just did it right here on the Man of Steel show. There's that. What do we got coming up next? Coming up, Juvenile is doing a Tiny Desk concert. So we're going to check out some of our favorite rap. Tiny this and give them some grades, Amanda Seals. Yeah. That's coming up next on the Amanda Seals Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. I am very uh, excited about what we're about to tell you because I love me a Tiny Desk concert, Je- Jeremiah, like the Bible. I do too. So Juvenile is doing a Tiny Desk concert because a fan went viral for tweeting that they would like to see him do one. But he responded back with, what the F is a tiny desk? Hilarious. <laughs> and said no at first. But then he did some research. Of course. And said, all things considered, with 10K retweets, I will consider doing a tiny desk. <laughs> and people started like telling him the songs they wanted him to perform for the tiny desk. Well, you know he's got to take over for the 99s and 2000s. Yes, of course, of course, of course. But you know what? There's been a lot of rap tiny desk concerts that yeah. didn't really 
hit the mark. Some did. Some were. Some, some weren't quite right. even the mark. So I were. say that only to say. I, I say that only to say like juvenile. Like come correct. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like don't to. don't think. Oh, it's hip hop. Like I don't got to prepare because the singers are singing. The singers are singing, and it's a, it's a tiny desk situation yeah. right so you don't have the whole pageantry of right. a stage etc you gotta really bring it well we wanted to grade some of the rappers who have come before juvenile on mm-hmm. the tiny desk situation mm-hmm. with some of their performances so first let's talk with let's talk about rick rouse now he did an orthodox tiny desk concert because he did it in his home, home. because i think it was like around the pandemic yeah time, it was a tiny like, room concert yeah, a tiny room which he doesn't have any tiny rooms in his home but you know what i mean <laughs> um so let's just play a little clip Nope, 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 nope. That was a little rough ride. Because we Ross tried to do was, you know, incorporate the hits. And a lot of his songs have like the R&B, like vocals. But he didn't have the original vocalist. So. Which I think would have been fine, but I think, of course, like we said, this was COVID time, so mm-hmm. maybe rehearsals didn't get really to like happen, happen. Maybe I don't know. I what don't would know. you grade this performance? I mean, because because holistically, holistically, mm-hmm. including mm-hmm. your vocals, your setup, I'm gonna have to give Ross like a a C. A C. <laughs> a C. Also, because Aston Martin music is one of my favorite songs ever, okay. ever, ever, ever. Wow. Specifically because of the hook and like the Chrisette Michelle Drake part that we just heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a terrible rendition of it. So. Oh, man. But you know what? That wasn't even Ross himself. But he, but he was at rehearsals and he ain't saying <laughs> He allowed it. Hilarious. He should have been like, cut this out. Cut, cut the mic. All right. Let's next up. We got Queen of the... No. What's what's Trina? Trent, the Diamond Princess. The Diamond Princess. The yes. Diamond Princess. She said, my <laughs> smell like Chanel. <laughs> All right. Let's see how she sounded when she hit that tiny dip. All my single ladies, you find what you looking for. I'm back off the market, and let's agree to disagree. Don't explain sh- to me, because I got my own money. There's nobody I Okay, okay, here's the thing, here's the thing. Not all songs are, like, sonically supposed to be played with live music. Right. You feel me? And so that's the thing when it comes to hip hop is like so many hip hop records are produced with samples, are produced Mm -hmm. with like electronic equipment that when it's trying to be recreated with like actual live instrumentation and singers, it just loses like the 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 energy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I think there's something to be said about certain songs needing the full aesthetic of like uh, a spring break. In Miami. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I know that she is the baddest B, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um, I think I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give Trina a C plus. I'll give Trina a B. A B for the baddest B. Wow. But also because she came with like, because you know Trina's lyrics are very vulgar. Yes. And she got on that tiny desk and did it with her chest. She said, "Listen, you don't know Nan." <laughs> In front of all the NPR staff. And I can respect that. It was like, I I'm, I'm mean, we not going to change nothing. And we go have a good time. So she gets a B for doing her song that's actually her song? Well, no, for doing it with such like uh How well audacity. was she going to do it? You know some people coming there and like, I'm going to try to switch it up for this honey Who's dance. done that? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Tell me. I mean, I feel like singers sometimes try to like either overdo it if that makes sense uh-huh. or try to create like a whole new vibe like I'm a I'm a singer songwriter this is my guitar it's like that's not who you are though oh that's fair alright um well this has gone on longer than I planned for it to be going <laughs> so we are gonna have to cut this short but if you wanna check out other uh, Tiny Desk shows make sure that you let us know your grades mm-hmm. you know people like Wu-Tang Chance the, Chance the Rapper Meg The Stallion Mac Miller all of them Amanda Seals I have not done Tiny Desk, but all of them have done Tiny Desk concerts. And I would love to hear if there were any that you feel like we need to put to the top of the list and what you would give it A plus or what you would give it F minus. So hit us up. one 855 That's 1-855-262-6328. That's it for Black Your News. And next up, we got Jeremiah with Most Likely To. It's a new segment. You want to hear it. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only 
at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. This is Jeremiah Like the Bible with my girl Amanda. And y'all are always calling and chiming on the topics at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. And we got some people, somebody on the phone lines talking about how they met their partner, Yay! Amanda. Let's take a listen. Hey, um, my name is Tiffany, and I wanted to do the How We Met story. Me and my significant other, well, my fiance now, we met when we was like 15, 16. How we met was so crazy. He threw a ball at my mama window when we was like 15 years old. I was ready to snap because I'm like, if you break my mother's window, you're going to have to pay for it. Oh my. So we ended up saying like sorry you know I didn't mean it I was like yeah alright you know trying to just be mean and here we are today almost 19 years in with four beautiful children so wow yeah, that's how we met thank you wow I love when it's always it's like a faux turn lover situation it's like we didn't really rock with each other at first they but came then... shady and I, we switched up and I fell in love Look at that. 19 years later. 19 and children. And children. We love a black love story. So share yours with us. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. When we come back next hour, we got another edition of Politicians Say the Darndest Things. Plus, we got the big up and the down. So don't go anywhere because this is the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Everybody who's selling a bir- celebrating a birthday today. Uh, born on April 20th is Shamar Moore mm. and his uh, cornrows wig, as well as Killer <laughs> Mike. He will never live that cornrow. He will wig. never live <laughs> that cornrow wig down. Because you know what? He went in a fitting and they put it on him, and he was like, "Yeah, this this is fine." This is fine. Also, Killer Mike, so shout out to the AT alien himself. All right, Jeremiah, like the Bible. We got one more hour in the building. We got to yes. keep this energy up. What do we got coming up this hour? We got one of our favorite new segments. Politicians say the darndest things. Plus, in case you missed it, y'all, we're hitting y'all with the 60-second headlines. And, of course, Amanda has her big up letdown. Yes, yes. We love to hear from you. So, remember, you can also stay connected with us 24-7 on socials at Seal Senate. And give us a call and join the conversation by hitting up 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's one 855-262-6328. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. What's good? Happy Thursday, April 20th to everybody out there. It's Amanda Seals here, and it is time for another edition of Politicians, Politicians Say the, the Darndest Thing. Okay, Amanda. Today, we have Rhonda Santis who is 44 years old and has the big boy job of governor of the Sunshine State, Florida. Mm-hmm. And he was at Liberty University to talk about what it means to really get in the weeds with taking down wokeness. Ooh. Thank you, Liberty U, for having me. Students at Liberty understand that truth is enduring. You can try to cover it up, hide it, or distort it. But as time goes by, the deceit and the lies fade away, and what is true remains. The truth will set you free, because woke represents a war on truth. We must wage a war on woke. What are you talking about? What is he talking about? He doesn't even know at this point. First of all, you are the one who is hiding the truth. 
You're trying to take Rosa Parks being racially profiled out of the story of Rosa Parks. Mm-hmm, that's him. You are the one who's trying to take African-American studies out of the AP program because you didn't like that there were actual leaders in the study of African-American studies. That's him. You are the one who doesn't want the word woke to be said and doesn't want DEI to be involved in schools, universities, or workplaces because the idea or the fact, I should say, that there is discriminatory practices embedded in this nation makes white people's feelings hurt. Yep, that's him. But yet, there's a war on woke. It's a war on woke. And by the way, you know where Liberty is? (laughs) In Lynchburg, Virginia. It's a burg of lynching. (laughs) When we say politicians say the darndest things, what we mean is that these people be sounding like dumb children making nonsense. But they grown folks. But they're grown folks. With power. And that's the thing. So what I want y'all to do when you hear these quotes is remember that you also have power to vote. Mm -hmm. And even if you think, oh, my God, voting doesn't matter, still do it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying vote and just go sit down. Vote and do other things. But ultimately, these people were put in position because people put them in position. Somebody voted for them. And that's it for another edition of Politicians Say the Darndest Things. Coming up next, Amanda, we got some 60-second headlines. Mm. Plus, finally, I've been waiting for it. You're big up, let down. (laughs) Big up, big up, let down. Keep it like right here to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. And you know what? We cover a lot of stuff, but we can't get to everything. And so, you know what? We like to round it up during a segment called 60 Second Headlines. Jeremiah, let's run it down. So, story number one. Shirley Ralph was on Good Morning America yesterday, and she said she's down to do a Sister Act 3. Are you excited about this? Not only am I excited, but I know that for all of us who know about Sister Act 2, when we heard this news, if they really do a Sister Act 3, we all going to be singing, Oh, happy day. <laughs> All right, next one. So Nick Cannon was recently a guest on the Howard Stern Show, and he tried to name all of his 12 kids, but sadly he forgot one, the seven-month-old daughter, Onyx Ice. And you know what her mother said? She said, you know what? It's all right, because God's got me. It's just me and my daughter. No, it's also her 11 siblings. Yeah. And what needs to be had is that Nick needs to have everybody's name at least written on the back of his hand so when he's put in these situations, he doesn't forget rough. It is rough. But what's not rough is our next story. Fantasia will be studying business with the hopes of sharpening her sword and bettering her craft as she enrolls at Central State University. Oh my god. Go go Fantasia. I mean, you know what? This is going to be really great because next time somebody tries to steal from her, she has some type of manager that's not really on point. You know what she can say? If you don't want me, don't talk to me. Go ahead and free yourself. Purr, purr. Before I see you. (laughs) The Supreme Court has delayed their decision on whether or not to ban abortion bills for an additional two days. This gives justices more time to make the decision on the matter. So you know what that means? All y'all who was thinking about smashing, you need to wait a little two more days before you go in there raw. And lastly, the family of Tyree Nichols filed a federal $550 million lawsuit Wednesday against the city of Memphis and its police department based upon the shooting of 29-year-old black man after a traffic stop back in January. You know what? Money cannot bring Tyree back, but at the very least, it is a blow. Mm-hmm. And even as I say that, though, we, the taxpayers, end up paying it because these police do not incur any repercussions for their failure to actually do the job that they're supposed to be doing. So at least we will feel like we, the taxpayers, are giving money to this family that definitely did not deserve to be experiencing this. I'm with you on that one. That's 60 Second Headlines, y'all. Hope we caught you up. This is the Amanda Seals Show. We'll be right back. Don't move. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday covered so many stories here at the Amanda Seals show. I'm your favorite comedian common sense specialist Amanda Seals. We talk about the Texas cheerleaders who unfortunately were shot after getting into the wrong car in a parking lot. This gun happiness is out of hand. We also gave you an update on Ralph Yarl, uh, the young man who was also shot from just, you know, being in the wrong place at the wrong time. But you know what? It's a positive update so we're very happy to share that. Juvenile is doing a tiny desk concert. We shared that. We also shared with you that uh, your man 
George Santos is doing a Nicki Minaj vaccine bill. And so yeah. we had some some female rapper bills of our own that we shared. <laughs> Plus, of course, we always give you the big up, let down, the 60 second headlines. And we debuted a new segment from Jeremiah Like the Bible called Most Likely, where he comes up with superlatives mm-hmm. for some of the folks that are out here in the world doing things. And this time it was for Jamon Green. So make sure you check out that one. If you miss any part of the show, you can check out the latest Amanda Seal Show podcast episode available wherever you get your podcasts. And you can check out the latest episode of my other podcast, Small Doses, part of the Urban One Podcast Network, available now wherever you get your podcasts. And you can watch the newest episode on YouTube today at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at Amanda Seals TV. It's Side Effects of Living Out Loud Part 2 with T.S. Madison. You also can stay connected with us on social media at Seal Said It. Also, the phone lines here are always open. So call us at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Coming up on Friday's show, it's Friday. You know, we always give you a feel-good Friday. We're talking things I learned this week, the public seals announcement, and with the Black Spin, we're going to honor the late great jazz musician Ahmad Jamal and some of his greatest hip-hop samples. We're also going to keep it fun with some Black Joy stories, and Jeremiah will tell you who the people are versus this week. we got much more, plus our special guest, comedian Godfrey, will be here to talk about all things Godfrey and join us for our special interview segment for the record. It's going to be a great show. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up.